Hey y'all, welcome back to the Real and True Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about mental health. But specifically, my mental health. So, in my last podcast about mental health, um, I talked about at least 10 different kinds of mental health. And I will be talking about many more mental health in the future other than the ones I talked about because every mental health should be recognized and should be very much explained on why it's considered a mental health and how it affects people with that disorder. So for this podcast, we're going to be talking about how mental health affects me. Also, I've never really talked about my mental health like this, so for me to be able to do this, I hope um, somebody out there can relate to me or I can help somebody that needs help because they don't feel like they have somebody or they feel like they're alone, so I am here for you if you need me always you can hit up my dms i will enter you if you need somebody to talk to i'm here for you so i wanted to talk about some things before we get started into the podcast if you haven't already listened to any of my other podcasts that i have put up i'm gonna tell you about them so the first podcast I put up was The Meaning Behind Real and True, which was the podcast, the first podcast I put out explaining why I chose the name I did and the meaning behind it. Also, I talked about some topics I will be talking about in the future. So if you want to know what I'll be talking about in many other episodes, you can listen to that podcast. My mental health podcast is up and you can go listen to that I talked about 10 different kinds of mental health and how they affect people so if you want to go listen to that one that one's also up and the most recent podcast I have up is why I think relationships suck so if you would like to go listen to that one you can also listen to that one I talked about why I think relationships suck in my opinion because I just don't really do relationships so you can go definitely listen to that check it out on spotify right now on your podcast and your whenever you have free time you can also listen to it on anchor podcast or google podcast if you want that option too so let's talk about why i chose to talk about this today so i chose to talk about my mental health today because My mental health has been all over the place recently, and I just decided since I haven't uploaded a a video, well that too, I haven't uploaded a YouTube video in a hot minute, it's probably been a month or so since I last uploaded, or a couple weeks or something, but it's also been two weeks since I have uploaded a podcast episode, so we're going to upload one right now. So I took two weeks off from my podcast to help with my mental health and deal with, you know, some self-care. I've been doing a lot of self-care lately, which is actually really nice. 
So, speaking of myself, my mental health, self-care, before we get on to today's podcast, I just want to let you know that I might end up going off topic, and I usually do that just to add a little pizzazz to the podcast, and also because I like to tell stories and relate certain things to things that have happened in my life. So, I like to share my life with people so they can kind of understand me a little bit more. Yeah, feel me? And, don't let me forget to mention that people who say you cannot self-diagnose yourself, I think is bullcrap. Because, I think if a person who self-diagnosed themselves actually feels like they're going through this type of disorder or something when it comes to mental health that they're you know being fake or something if somebody were to be like oh you can't do that like no you gotta go talk to somebody to be diagnosed and I think if you self-diagnose yourself you'll learn more about yourself so to all the people who say, like, you shouldn't self-diagnose yourself or whatever, I think what you're saying is cool. People who self-diagnose themselves, maybe they have a reason for not talking to somebody. Maybe they're too afraid to bring it up with somebody. Maybe they don't want to talk to their doctors about it. Maybe they don't want to bring it up to anybody because they think somebody's going to make fun of them for having it. They think that they're going to be ashamed to have it. They think that it's a dumb thing to have or deal with because like no some people think that mental health isn't real but it is you just can't see it it might not be physically there but it's emotionally there and since you can't see necessarily somebody's emotions or how their how mental health affects them mentally you can't say anything about it so if somebody wants to self-diagnose themselves let them because maybe they have a reason to not talk to somebody about it because they're too afraid to say anything about it because they won't don't want to feel like they're dumb or something maybe don't they don't want to feel crazy maybe they don't want somebody to give them crap for having that disorder or something so Next time you say something to somebody about self-diagnosis or say something to somebody that they don't have a mental health or that they're not suffering from that type of mental health is the lowest that you can be as a person. And I don't know how much ruder you can get by telling somebody that, but I think it's not okay to do. So please, please be kind to one another. And if somebody's going through something or they just figure out that they might be dealing with this mental health, maybe they will consider talking to somebody, but don't force somebody to do something that they shouldn't do when it comes to anything or mental health specifically. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, we can talk about me. And I might go off topic like that plenty of times, but... 
I will get back on topic as soon as I can. I have never told anybody or talked to anybody about my mental health like this. Or I sat down with somebody to have an actual conversation about mental health and just actually have a conversation and sit there together and, and talk about it without any noise in the background. I've sat down and talked to, you know, people about mental health, but I haven't had like a real, real, real conversation about it. So this podcast right here is my real conversation about how mental health affects me. The mental health that I deal with on a daily basis are ADHD, attention defect, hyperactivity disorder, AD, anxiety disorder, CD, clinical depression, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. I deal with these mental health on a daily basis. And let me tell you how much they affect my life and some other things about me that you didn't know when it comes to my mental health. When did I realize I was suffering from mental health? So when I realized I was suffering from mental health was about five years ago. And that's when my mental health started to get, you know, it started to get not bad, but it started somewhere. It had to start somewhere. So it started about five years ago. And as time went on, it kind of got worse, like three years later. So about two years ago, or uh, yeah, about two years ago, I started noticing my mental health a lot more and I started paying attention to it a lot more over quarantine. When was I diagnosed? I was diagnosed with ADHD about a year ago. I was diagnosed with anxiety about a year ago. I was diagnosed with depression about a year or two ago, about two, three years ago actually. And for PTSD, I was diagnosed with that about five years ago. How long have I known that I've had these mental health? I've known within the last five years, but I just didn't realize that I was suffering from mental health. Because in my household, growing up, mental health wasn't really like a topic that we talked about. And it wasn't one of those things that was like, oh, you're suffering from mental health? Like, oh, cool. Like, it wasn't really one of those things that we ever really talked about. And finally, once I turned 19, 18, that's when I started to talk about it more. And it started to become more of a saying now than it was when I was younger. So knowing that 
I have been dealing with some of these mental health for all my life and just not realizing it, it kind of takes it to another level. And what I mean by that is, since I was just diagnosed with ADHD a little over a year ago, I realized um, last night and a couple days ago that I have been dealing with ADHD since I was a child. I remembered and like I remembered some signs and stuff that you know that I knew that I was done with ADHD back then so once you're older and you realize you were dealing with like a mental health when you were younger it kind of changes your perspective on the world and it makes you wonder like how did nobody catch this sooner why did it take me this long to realize that I was dealing with this and nobody knew. Like I was suffering silently and I didn't even know. And if I would have to be honest, I have been dealing with anxiety also my entire life. It just never, like I said, it was never talked about. Plus, like I said the other day, I realized that I was dealing with ADC when I was younger. I realized I was actually also dealing with a lot of anxiety. And when I also think about it now, I realized I was also dealing with depression way, way back then before I was diagnosed with it. And also I was, might have been dealing with a little PTSD, but I think PTSD, I think that's a newer one that I'm dealing with within the last five years or so. So that one's a lot more newer, but I really truly believe I have been dealing with these my entire life. And I just, you know, finally was diagnosed with them, but I also accepted that I deal with mental health. And honestly, I think it takes a lot for somebody to accept something like this. For example, um, last year I was trying to accept the that I was bisexual. So coming out of the closet, I had to do a lot of, you know, accepting. And I had to learn, I had to accept myself first before I could come out the closet and be more open about it. And since I've been able to come out the closet and be more open about it, I have yet to be very, very acceptable of my mental health as well. So yeah, dealing with coming out the closet, it's, it's a whole new thing. And, and it's kind of like you don't realize how actually depressed you were when you were in the closet and didn't even know and realize until a certain time in your life. And my thing is, I didn't realize I was bisexual until I was 18. Like, I didn't fully come out and accept myself as that. But when I was, like, seven, that's when I did start to question my sexuality. I just didn't know that there was a term for a bisexual yet. I just didn't know that. So I knew the term gay, lesbian, that was it. 
and I really thought I was like probably gay or something but I just you know never finally came to understanding until I was 18 so it takes a lot for somebody to accept you know something especially yourself and when it comes to mental health I finally have been able to accept my mental health over quarantine quarantine has made me do a lot more self-care to myself than anything else in my entire life I think quarantine has its benefits and I think they're here for good reason when I when I was back in school or whatever high school college etc middle school elementary I was depressed back in school but now that I haven't been in school I haven't really been you know depressed about school which is very good but I've you know been depressed about other things and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm depressed over really but you know what we're all depressed a little bit we're all got anxiety but I'm just saying like it's really a lot honestly just to you know deal with stuff like this so for anybody out there who does not accept their own mental health I accept your mental health please love yourself and accept who you are do some self-care one thing quarantine has taught me is to accept my mental health because it is who make it is what makes me who I am as a person and dealing with your self-care putting yourself first is the most important thing especially when it comes to your mental health yourself and your mental health should be your number one priority and since quarantine I've put my mental health first in these last couple weeks and I've put myself first in the last couple months and I have been truly accepting of who I am because I cannot change and I will not change for anybody because this is who I am and I love who I am so yeah okay now we can stop blabbing and we can talk about some facts about my mental health I've had anxiety and ADHD since as long as I can remember I've had depression and PTSD since 2015 um, 2020 has taught me to love myself more and accept my mental health. I've realized how much my mental health affects and has affected my everyday life all the time, even when I was younger. And self-care is very, very, very important. And this is just how mental health has affected my life. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to give you some more facts about my mental health and we're going to talk about them individually and then I'm going to talk about how my life has been these past two weeks and then we're going to end the podcast and that'll be it for this episode and we'll talk more about mental health in future episodes so yeah this is just so people can understand me more and understand why I am the way I am and how my mental health actually really does affect me. This is how I respond having ADHD when somebody's talking to me. I talk really fast. I mumble. Sometimes I talk really fast and mumble at the same time. Sometimes the words from my head don't transfer right to my mouth, so I sometimes just speak nonsense and I'm the only one who gets what I'm saying. Have fun trying to understand me. I repeat stories a lot because nothing interesting happens in my life, but I want to be valid. So, this is what ADHD is not. 
ADHD is not a learning behavior, a discipline problem, a spoiled child, a temper tantrum, a choice, the easy way out, a medical condition, a chemical imbalance, a big deal, a battle for self-confidence, a fight to maintain focus, a war between brain and body. ADHD is real. Okay, so I wanted to read something real quick. Being diagnosed later in life is like watching a TV show with a huge plot twist revealed at the end of a season. And then re-watching it with this new knowledge and picking up on all the foreshadowing and getting upset that you didn't see all of this before. That's what I was talking about when I was like, ADHD, I've dealt with ADHD all my life. I just now realized it after I had been diagnosed. ADHD culture is not knowing when to ask for help because overwhelmed with things to do in your normal default state. How to ask for help because you don't even know how to describe what needs doing. So organizing the help would be more work than just doing it yourself. Period. Also, having ADHD is basically deciding that I want to do like a certain task, but I end up not doing it and I push it to the side and it basically just like sits there. Now let's talk about anxiety. What people think anxiety feels like, worrying about everything all the time. What anxiety actually feels like. Sweating a lot, second guessing yourself, muscle tension, trouble sleeping, chest pain, overthinking all the time, increased heart rate, your mind and body refusing to cooperate no matter how much you know you need to do. Also, I wanted to say what mental health actually looks like for people who are wondering. People with mental health cancel plans at the last minute, believe they are a burden to everyone, eating all the time or not at all, mood swings that last hours or days, being emotionally distanced, constantly needing reassurance, isolating to protect themselves, frequent crying and meltdowns, having an outburst over something others may consider to be small. Avoiding reality, pretending to be okay or happy, feeling incomplete and messed up, avoiding people in all sort of interactions. I think people need to be more aware of mental health when in other people and not get mad at them if they cancel on something or flake or something. Anxiety is also worrying too much and worrying about things when it comes to everything okay we're going to talk about depression um having anxiety and depression is like being scared and tired at the same time it's the fear of failure but no urge to be productive it's wanting friends but hate socializing it's wanting to be alone but not wanting to be lonely it's caring about everything then caring about nothing it feels everything at once then feeling para Elizely and um I know I couldn't say that word but you know what I mean I hope okay when you have depression I'm tired means I'm tired feeling like a birdie nothing not getting pressure out of anything feeling worthless feeling misunderstood being unavailable to move on from past trauma the side effects of medication living with depression Getting my hopes up, faking a smile, having to justify how unwell I am, forgetting things. This is why people with depression actually sleep a lot. It's only it's the only time they feel safe. 
exhausted from pretending to be okay. It's a strategy to it's a strategy to block out suicidal thoughts and to keep them living to fight another day. It's a strategy to cope with se- severe symptoms. Being asleep is better than being alive. Side effects of medication. It's a symptom of depression. Exhausted from fighting a war in their head 24/7. Dealing with depression basically is like dealing is like dealing with a battle between your head. And I have dealt with this before. Uh, there was one time where I was up till three, four in the morning at my friend's house, and I couldn't sleep because I felt like I was so trapped in my head that I literally couldn't go to sleep and as much as I wanted to force myself to go to sleep I knew I couldn't force myself to go to sleep because I just couldn't at that time so I stayed up to talk to one of my friends and it was actually really nice because my friend at the time had stayed up to talk with me so I could you know feel better so yeah depression does different things to everybody and for me sometimes i get so trapped in my head not only is it the depression taking over it ends up being the anxiety and i end up dealing with many many episodes like that where i'm so stuck in my head to where i can't even get out and on that day like i was i felt so stuck in my head that it felt like I I was, like, there was this little person in my head that was captured in, in prison. Like, it felt like a prison in my head. Where, like, bars and stuff, obviously, like a prison. So it felt like I couldn't literally escape my own head. So if you ever feel like that, please know it'll be okay. Ever since that day, I did get better. Um, but I do still deal with depression. I just haven't dealt with one of those in a while and I'm very thankful I haven't because it was a scary night and it was so scary to deal with that. Okay, now we're going to talk about PTSD real quick. After a traumatic experience, the human system of self seems to go into permanent alert as if the danger might return at any moment. For me, dealing with PTSD, I do deal with a lot of that here are some symptoms that i also deal with flashbacks of the trauma event feeling emotionally numb detached from family and friends difficulty sleeping easy irritated easily irritated um, partaking in in self-destructive behavior such as alcohol drugs nightmares related to the trauma event having negative thoughts about yourself physiological reactions when reminded of the traumatic event Short-term memory loss may not be able to also remember parts of the event, loss of interest in activities, avoiding people and anything related to the traumatic event, experience anxiety or depression, difficulty concentrating, feeling of hopelessness. Um, I deal with all that a lot, a lot. And having PTSD, it's, it's a lot. For me, dealing with PTSD, anxiety, and depression, and ADHD, the thing is, like, some of the symptoms are very similar, so it's like you're dealing with all of these things at once, all of these mental health at once, and they're all kind of just, like, fighting each other in your body, so you feel really weird and 
traumatic from that. Okay, so for me, when it comes to my mental health, when it comes to trying to distract myself, because I know a lot of people with mental health have a hard time distracting themselves because their mental health takes over so much, and mine's does too, trust me, but I clean my room a lot to avoid dealing with any mental health that I deal with, because if I clean my room or play video games or do something to distract myself, I most likely will push away whatever I'm dealing with just to, you know, keep myself entertained so I don't have to deal with feeling any, like, emotions or anything. So, yes. Um, also, I, I figured out recently why I think relationships are dumb or whatever. So, since I've been working on myself a lot more and taking care of myself and my mental health, I realize that my mental health is one reason that I'm pushing, that I push people away, that I block people out from getting into a relationship with me because I don't want to, you know, feel that type of thing again. And I kind of like run from my past sometimes and I'm trying to learn from my past because they say you can either run from your past or you can learn from your past. And I've been running from my past for so long that my mental health has been fighting me and not letting me do things that I want to do because it's blocking me out from doing what makes me feel good, like maybe working out or drawing or painting or taking pictures or editing or making YouTube videos or reading or listening to music or watching TV or whatever it is I do. So... I think my reason for not wanting to be, or not liking relationships, I think, is because my mental health is part of the reason I built up this wall around myself. I put myself in like a bubble so I can't, you know, catch feelings for anybody else, so I can focus on myself, so I can worry about myself, so I can put myself first. And the fact that I have put this bubble around myself to push people away it's nice to an extent because I can focus more on myself rather than focus on anybody else and I think it's such a good thing because I don't have to worry about catching feelings for anybody else because I'm working on myself and I never worked on myself in the beginning because I was always pushing myself to be in a relationship or wanting to be in a relationship and I was never taking time to focus on myself and now that I'm able to focus on myself I very much have accepted my mental health I love myself more I am getting stronger every day and I'm working hard to deal with my mental health and everything on a daily basis so I can start to learn from things rather than run away from things and I do run away from things a lot as I've noticed 
I also noticed that I don't pay attention to myself as much as I should have. And when I say pay attention to myself, I mean, I would always make sure, you know, all my friends and everybody else was okay, rather than watching myself and pay attention to myself. Like, I finally have been able to look at myself in the mirror and say, dang girl, like, those workouts that you're doing are working, like, you're doing good, like, I haven't been able to give myself a compliment, look at myself in the mirror, tell myself how pretty I am, or how gorgeous I am, or how beautiful I am, or how amazing I am, and how strong I am as a person, because I've had people to tell, have to tell me that, rather than me having to tell myself these things, and putting myself first, and now that I'm being able to put myself first, life has... I think life has hopes for me and you know and I'm working on myself more every day and it's working to where it should be and you know moving along really fast so I just wanted to say that because I think it's very important to focus focus on yourself and I never never asked if I was okay I never I always asked if everybody else was okay I never you know really sat down with myself to actually talk about how I feel and now that I'm able to do that I am able to pay attention to myself more and I pay attention to myself more and I love myself more for doing that so if anybody needs any advice like this I highly recommend you don't worry about relationships and friendships and stuff worry more about yourself and if anybody wants you in their life, then they'll make an effort. So don't put others first. Put yourself first before anybody else because you are the number one. You are your number one. You are going to be there for yourself at uh, the beginning of the day till the night. So be there for yourself and learn to be there for others as well. But put yourself first. Okay, so now it's time for the one-week update segment, but since I haven't uploaded in two weeks on a podcast episode, we're going to do two weeks um, update. So, yes, let's get into it. So these past two weeks have been really good, actually. Really um, a mess all over the place. So I got to hang out with one of my best friends, one of my close friends, two days in a row and we've never ever been able to hang out back to back like that ever and we got to do that for the first time of knowing each other for two years and it was actually really nice because we never got to really sit down and talk and you know have fun just the two of us and we finally got to be able to you know just have time for us to talk and update our lives on each other and shit so that's really nice also apologize for my cussing anyways um I did cry a little these past two weeks but that's okay um I've also been very happy been very sad been very depressed um my mental health has been um all over the place so that's another thing um I don't really remember much from this week, but everything has 
been pretty good so far. Um, so yeah, I think that's all. I can't really remember anything else. Oh, I did hang out with my one of my other friends, but we hang out. We hang out so much that it's like it's normal for us to like hang out constantly or to not hang out at all. Like that's how our friendship works. So that's really good. Life's been pretty good all over the place. You know, still since we're in quarantine and, you know, schools have reopened. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life since I'm halfway to 20. Um, and on August 24th, I'll be halfway to 20. So I'm just trying to make the best of my 19. Because being 19, honestly, probably been one of the best years of my life so far or that I can remember I thought being 15 16 17 18 was good but 19 is even better let me tell you all right anyways hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode I love you so much and please have a good day and if you ever do need somebody to talk to or your mental health is getting bad or something I'm always here for you and yeah See y'all. I'll talk to y'all on the next podcast. And don't forget to go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Oh, also, if you ever want to be featured in a future podcast episode, DM me. Let me know. You can send in um, voice messages on on my anchor um, for my podcast if you ever want to be in a future podcast also. So let me know if you want. And yeah. Hope you guys have a great day, great rest of your week, and I'll talk to y'all in the next podcast. Peace out.